Hey everybody, welcome to the show now. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dcast. It's another week of really cool stuff. I have my friend Jacob Bergsma um, on this episode, aka Mr. Bergsma, aka the Abominable Flowman, aka Augustus Gloop, a cornerstone of hip hop in Niagara and St. Catharines for this generation. Now, he will be doing the Niagara Music Year in Review on News Talk 610 CKTB this holiday season. And he wants you to let him know what was your favorite Niagara Music release this year. So I'm going to do my best to link that in the description. Uh, you know, just find him on Facebook, okay? All you guys got me on the Facebooks there. So you can find him on there and let him know. Uh, we had a great, great little time here in the studio and we talked about all kinds of shit. Uh, so, uh, why don't you take a listen to that and then let me know how you feel after that, okay? That's right. Leave a comment, give a share, and, uh, you know, just let it, let, 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 us, let us know how you feel. Thanks, okay? Bye. No, thanks. No, thanks. Springtime. You know, in springtime, there's a lot of things to a lot of people to me. It gets me thinking about my relationship. Baby, I remember when we hooked up. It was certain circumstances that enhanced the romance between us, but maybe when we hooked up, the spark the flame still remains and burns between us. Don't try to deny it, I wouldn't dare it, I don't know how to say it though, that shit's embarrassing. But there's no comparison, it tears me up knowing the way I feel, ain't even trying to show it, and I'm... Always messing with my emotions The waters run straight down to the bottoms of the ocean I can't hold it in for another myth <laughs> Mr. Derek Vienhoff He's better known as Deke <laughs> Drinking liquor with DJ Deke, we out laughing Yo, Deke Man, I, as a music producer, I'm still struggling to understand compression. In the same way, I'm struggling to understand like big things like religion. I can look up what compression yeah, yeah, is. It's such a broad thing. Really. But like, I don't like. I kind like if you right now explained it to me, I'd be like, okay. And I use it in my beats. Of course, I do. Yeah. Even on the podcast, I add a little compression. I understand that, at least with the one I use on Ableton, that I'm. I can hear what it's doing. I know that it's sort of. Depending on the few settings you're doing, you're bringing up some of the lows and you're softening some of the highs. You're, you're sort of bringing the range a bit more together. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, you're just basically squeezing it together. Okay. Um, not that I'm some pro in this either. This is something I've always struggled with as well. But uh, it always seems to work. Like, I guess what's confusing to me is sometimes you listen to things and you're like, oh, that sounds so disgustingly compressed. Mm-hmm. But then you listen to something like, for example, Dead Mouse. And it's like you listen to that kick drum. It's like... How is he using it so effectively, mm-hmm. and it can be used so poorly as well? What's what's the difference here? What is it that's, that's yeah? Happening? I think even if you just look at a compressor in any app or, or whatever, any digital audio sequencer that you're using, or I guess you, a compressor could also be like a, a piece of like a rig, right? Like a, yeah, an actual yeah. physical box that has all the settings yeah. on it. But the digital version is just a just a digital version. Digital version, yeah. So it's just messing with the signal. But there's so like the knee. You got the what? What is it? The gain. You got the gain. Your knee. Your di- but between all those variables, I don't know. There's so many different styles you could use. 
I know that in in hip hop, at least, or in a lot of dance music, you you draw you duck the use the compression uh, side chain compression to duck your kick drums, or rather duck the bass underneath your kick drums. Okay. So your kick drum comes in if you have like a solid bass line going, uh-huh. like a subwoofer or something, that the kick actually comes in and makes the bass duck underneath that. I see what you're saying. So yeah. you're you're so in two different tracks you're just side they call it side chaining that's valuable information for me right now because of mixing that uh, album with townsend and it's a lot more low-end shit than i ever was used to because i'm always used to i was always used to mixing like i don't know if you remember baked like it was just basically trebly hip-hop beats with our trebly ass white boy voices on top so like i never really had to deal with low-end really and now i'm trying to so it's something that i'm just fucking Okay. That's why I was looking for some feedback on it too. Because mm-hmm. geez, I don't know what I'm even listening for. Mm-hmm. No, I, uh, with music, I've always kind of, I guess, with all the things I do, whether it's art or design or whatever, I always, you're always a novice. You always start at the beginning, and so you're just constantly learning. So, but I don't know. Sometimes I can be hard on myself for not learning more. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, I've been doing this for years. Why didn't I pick up a book on compression or like? You know, I watched a couple of YouTube videos, but for the most part, it's like you just whip it together. People listen to it. They're like, yeah, that sounds good. And you're like, yeah, I'm fairly happy with it, too. Sounds all right. Yeah. I think that that's the plight of uh, guys like you and I, Deke. I'm kind of the same type of person in the sense that I will – if you ask me to do something, I'll say, yeah, sure. If I would like to do it, like if it's something that I'd like to do mm-hmm. for you, I'll just say yes. And mm-hmm. then I'll figure that shit out when I get there. And and that's great, right? It, it allows for a great deal of opportunities to arise as a result. Like you just open yourself up to anything mm-hmm. by being that – kind of person but in the same sense you end up not being like nothing no one thing becomes your thing (laughs) no no that's a interesting thing that i'm struggling with lately in my life is you know 28 now so not that the eight not that the number necessarily means anything but for me i feel like i'm between a career in design but i got these hobbies like i'm avid video game enthusiast and then i'm like a music producer. Yes. I dabbled in DJing. Like I don't consider myself like a vinyl DJ or anything great or like a great club DJ, but I it's fun. I like uh-huh. I like making playlists or curating music for people. I really sure. That's enjoy. how I got to know you. Uh huh. Deek the DJ. Deek the DJ. <laughs> All right. And then you know it's like how much time do you devote to each thing because you can't sit down and just write out how much time you're going to devote to each thing. I guess you could, but I don't know how effective that would be. Like it's You'd more have to like make what, writing things out one of your things. <laughs> yeah, and then you're going to make a list of what yeah, it's, it's it's an infinite amount of lists that just go back. It's like those those infinite turtles on each other's back or however that <laughs> metaphor goes. I don't know. Are you talking about turtle stacking? Is this a year of the turtle so. reference? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I, I, <laughs> I love it though. I love living my life the way that I've uh, done it, especially in the last few years. Mm-hmm. It's just every once in a while you meet some people that are excellent at, at maybe one thing, maybe lots of things, but they're especially good at this one thing. Mm-hmm. And then it reminds you like, oh man. You're just like sort of good at a few things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. I I get very um, – I don't have a lot of uh, sort of insecurity issues like as far as being an artist, but I'm – I don't know how to fix them, but I'm aware of them. Right. Like uh, one being the feeling you get from somebody uh, in music being very successful or making a great song. It's on, – on one hand, I love the, the – I might – you know, I love the song and I, I'm like proud of this person, whether they're a local or whatever. I'm so proud of them. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm like, why aren't you doing – why – like to myself, I'm like, how – 
that could have been me. Not necessarily in that sort of, um, uh, not that a visceral statement, but more of a, you know, you've been sitting on your ass the last couple of days. Oh, yeah. And yeah, you yeah. could have been working on that album. But that's an endless argument that would never be sol- solved, right? That's you one of just got to right? ignore that. Some people I find are exceptionally hard on themselves, and yet they've accomplished so much. And some people aren't very hard on themselves at all, and they've, they've accomplished a great mm-hmm. deal. So it's, I don't know. It's, everybody has their own recipe, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I know for myself, I go through ups and downs. It, it ebbs and flows, for sure. Sometimes I hate on myself for not getting shit done, and sometimes I don't even have time to think about getting shit done. I got so much shit to do right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know how you how you juggle that. I guess it's just an endless thing of discovery. Just take take it day by day. That's something I got to learn as far as creativity goes. Take it day by day. So I'm like, you know, oh, I got to do I got I did one collab with a guy from Detroit. <laughs> well, that's cool. Now I got to do another one or it's not satisfying like I'm not. Oh, you only did one collab for me with a guy from Detroit. <laughs> what are you doing with your life, man? <laughs> how dare you? Like, yeah. That's weird. <clears throat> I don't know. That's, I mean, an ever, that's a lifelong thing, I think. Yeah. I like to think. Yeah, when I, would that ever end? When I, would I that ever end ends. for an artist? It's like learning, kind of like what you were saying to come around back to that. If you stop learning, you get crusty and, and old and you just fucking turn into a piece of shit. So, like, it's one of those things. If you had control, you'd probably. Um... <laughs> well, you'd be like God or something. You'd know the future. You can't. There, you, yeah. There's no control to creativity in some sense. Like, there is, once it starts flowing, you can guide it, but it seems to come from somewhere that we can't explain. And I say we as just humans or artists are like, uh, it's like Tesla used to say about his inventions. Right. You know, they would just come from, he, he, well, he was a little crazy, but he would just say like, sort of like aliens told him and stuff. Yeah. And you're like, what do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? That's it. But what does that mean, right? Like, that could be anything. It could, yeah, it could it's been, all language. It could uh, anything from a dream or maybe he was, maybe he was, you know, suffering from some sort of mental illness and, mm-hmm. you know, of course it couldn't have been diagnosed at the time. Or maybe somebody was whispering from the room over. Like, ah, we have no idea. Could yeah, we have anything. no idea. And he, apparently he didn't have an idea either. No. But he invented some cool shit. Yeah. Supposedly, and he's even got his his name on cool shit that's being invented today. today. That's so much influence. That's real. That's okay. uh, that's real immor- immortality. Yeah, it really. And and what a great dude for it too. Like I guess I grew up in a house. My dad uh, was the kind of guy that that really wants wants not even wants had wants to be an inventor. And so Tesla was a name that came up every once in a while in our household, and it was something that was kind of uh, I don't know. It wasn't unfamiliar to me, mm-hmm. um, but it's crazy to see. How much love he's getting now? Because it seemed like for a lot of years he was he was a forgotten name, mm-hmm. even though he had accomplished so much. And I guess that's kind of why he's so cool because he was so overlooked, mm-hmm. and a lot of his ideas were straight hijacked. Yeah, Edison. <laughs> yeah, See, fucking Edison. You know, I think you know it's crazy that we're even talking about this because I feel like I feel like there's because of the internet and all this stuff, people our age can know so much more. Oh, yeah. Or I guess you could even just say the way that internet, TV, Netflix, uh, pr- the ability to produce your own shows, such as like this drunken history show with the, I forget who produces that, but totally. like it, it, these different just media, like bits of media we can all absorb and just learn so much, so much quicker and seemingly than our parents' generation. Shit, yeah. Like kids, I call us kids. Like kids, kids our age, yeah, 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 yeah. Twelve-year-old kids, kids our kids age, like us, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like, 
I don't know. We don't got encyclopedias and stuff. Uh, but we well, grew up with encyclopedias. It's we a did. weird thing. We were we were right on the curve. Like I think it's uh, it's kind of cool that we landed where we did because people younger than us, of course, are much more familiar with the internet, and that's cool. But we got to learn with the internet too. Like I learned HTML and all those like totally useless things today. Yeah. But they made me understand computers a lot more. So that's really cool. But also when when I was in school, like when I was in elementary school, yeah, we we played Kid Rider Gold. <laughs> on our computers, but we still had to look shit up in encyclopedias. Like, no, nothing on the internet was considered credible. That was all just no. That's like, when it curious. was the wild west. Yeah, it was yeah. the world <laughs> wild right. west. Was you what got it, that right? Yeah, <laughs> that's so, that's an important point, and I think it's brought up a lot amongst uh, my circle of friends. Just the fact that we were basically pioneers of the internet. Yeah, even the people that are, yeah, like. We, our parents didn't know what we were doing on there. I was playing Neopets on the 56K dial-up, like telling my mom to get off the phone, all that stuff. But yeah, the, your point that we ha- we are the generation. Were you a millennial? Are you a millennial? So yeah, yeah. The, I'm just on the cusp. Were you yeah. 85 or something? 84. Or? Okay. Yeah. So you're just there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the millennials, they're often like a group that's – like if you want to, I don't know, read some article in Forbes about how the economy is doing or like how the housing market is. It's just – so millennials, this is what millennials are up to today. A Thursday, this is what millennials are doing. Like, this is, we're a hot topic because we're at that age now where we're starting to get into careers and like actually, whether it's say it's government, you're starting to make policy, or whether it's science, you're starting to make discoveries, or whether it's I don't know, you know, we're uh, we're the majority right now, right? Yeah, millennials. We're uh, so all of the advertising is directed toward us, or at mm-hmm. least a great a good brunt of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know. Future leaders, it's it's happening. It's about to happen. I think that yeah, people are, are <clears throat> especially great at hating on millennials right now. And that personally pisses me off. Big hating time. on them, yeah, yeah. Well, Survivor right now is Gen X versus millennials. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what oh, the tribes geez. are. So oh, how yeah. are they doing? How are they doing? Uh, millennials are actually killing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. By the um, um, yeah. It hasn't. The finale hasn't happened yet. It's tonight. Well, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be. It, it'll be a few days after, but millennials, yeah, they kicked ass. What's their definition of millennial? I'm curious because <clears throat> I noticed it does differ a great does deal. Differ. On- I think that uh, Jeff Probst just goes by the years, sort of like the typical, if you look up on Wikipedia, the general agreed upon years, which are, I believe, like you said, 83, 84 to, yep. was it to 2000? Something, something crazy something like there. that. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's right before 9-11. I think uh, something that's going – like one of the reasons why perhaps millennials are, are so hated on and mentioned though online and things like that is because people don't understand who millennials actually are. True. Like they keep talking about kids. Kids like actual kids. Like not kids like us. Not kids like us. I mean, like actual little kids. Uh-huh. And, they, <clears throat> and they refer to them as like millennial – Hipster and kid all kind of mean the same thing to a to certain to people. A, yeah, it's like a scapegoat that people just use to complain about people. Yeah, like whatever group they think is causing the problems in the world. Like, oh, it's the millennials. Well, look at those probably those damn hipsters. Yeah, hipsters. What is a hipster? Like, what <laughs> what are these buzzwords? There's so many buzzwords now. So, yeah. Well, how how else can we define it? We it's all well, like just like Survivor, man. It's all yeah. just about like uh, uh, sitting back and and. Making groups for people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hipster's an old ass term though. It was used on the Cosby show. It was oh, okay. used in Back to the Future, even. Back so it's more future. it's more just someone who's like trendy. Or like yeah. either setting or following your trends. You could yeah, be a trendsetter yeah. and still be a hipster if whether it's say it's fashion or something. Sure. Fashion is a real like so cyclic, but even people who are seen as trendsetters, quote unquote are often also following trends. Like, whether it's an outfit you see a rapper with, he's got, maybe he's got, 
a different hat. Like, he's doing the outfit that's trendy right now, the hipsterish oh. outfit, but he's changed the hat. Yeah. Or or something. The You're like, really oh, I didn't up. think of putting that hat with that. There's a trendsetter. <laughs> well, not really, because nothing's... He's shaping really... fashion, this guy. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's really new under the sun, as they say. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, T-shirts and pants? Shit's been around forever. And anything too new isn't going to be in front of our eyes, or at least it's not going to be in the same category as these guys either. That's just something that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about the commercial music's commercial music, right? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know about commercial music. What is commercial music? Something that's commercially viable? Something that's marketable, sellable? Totally. Very broad uh, commercial at one time, I guess, probably defined a smaller group of music. But commercial music, I think, is, yeah, anything that falls under one of those categories. Mm -hmm. Are Are the labels really capitalizing on artists like they used to though or isn't it more independent labels and just artists making like drake like does drake so drake's like young money but who's really seeing the drake money isn't drake i know lil wayne got screwed by birdman at young money and all that but i isn't drake like he kind of makes money off his clicks or his his down you know he's he's multi-platinum this seven eight times or whatever now because they count the billboard or whatever that's the American hip hop dream, right? Yeah. You, you hit it big, and then you start your own pyramid of you do the uh, Dr. Dre or the Eminem or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know how that went down I, for sure. Drake doesn't say Young Money like he used to, though. Is he not? Is he not? I don't. Know, I have no idea how that. How that I, these are the type of things that I should know, especially like doing like oh yeah you're on a podcast you don't know that you listen to drake all the time like but hey that's just an example of the infallibility of humans oh yeah yeah, you can't know everything one thing i can say though one thing i do know is that when i listen to drake songs today he's not young money it's not happening it's not there i'm not hearing it no we could do a quick google maybe if you have something else to say i could google we could prove ourselves wrong or right uh anything else to say about commercial hip uh, hip hip-hop maybe commercial hip-hop you know hip-hop i guess isn't probably the uh the best genre of music for me to to comment on quite honestly and unfortunately because of what i do because i'm a rapper Uh (laughs) uh-huh but uh there's so much going on in the world of hip-hop like at one time hip-hop wasn't the the status quo but hip-hop's kind of been the status quo for a while now so there's like so many different things in hip. well there's splinter genres now too of hip-hop right okay obviously sorry obviously he's ovo i mean i knew i knew that but i was just wondering like what is is ovo a print of you know sony or whatever the thing is um ovo sound young money but like ovo sound Record label, okay. Is a Canadian record label founded by hip-hop, blah, blah, blah. El Khabib, I think that's his manager or whatever. And then longtime producer, 40. Operates a subsidiary of Warner Music Group's Warner Brothers Records. All right, so these are the guys making money. It's always WB. Animaniacs, Drake. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're, these guys are the guys who <laughs> run, or they're the... Owner of conglomerate, which owns OVO and possibly many other. Yeah, War- doesn't Warner Bros. own like everything in the world? It's a conspiracy, man. Warner Brothers? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Why I- do people call anything that's like a capitalist entity or like own like a monopoly? Like, oh, that's a conspiracy. What is it like? What does yeah. that really mean? Especially if it's been a part of American culture for, for years, while. like MGM. Like, oh my god, that lion man. There's like, did you know the symbolism so behind the lion? Symbols in there, bro. There's so many. And why is the voice? Why is that the voice of conspiracy <laughs> theorists? <laughs> I think that think about that voice. There's a little bit of like you're just like 
Well, oh, you did Bill Clinton high. for a second. There. Oh, yeah, it was a little bit of Bill Clinton. There. That was an accident. That was an accident. Um, that must just be this nice wine on the oh. palate there. That's what's making my voice. It's all right, eh? Yeah, it is. Yeah, what are we just a dry white. It's just a dry ass white. Yeah, eh? yeah, one of those local something or others. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, three bucks off. Hey, I got to make a uh, Christmas gift for someone, which is a craft. Uh, it's something I make out of wine bottles. I throw LED lights around it, a right. battery pack, and you th- turn it on. And uh-huh. so I got you got to buy two large bottles of wine, then you got to polish see, those off before Christmas. Yes, so I could just look for the empty bottles. <laughs> Somewhere, like I'm sure I could have got you could, those. You could be one of those dudes cruising through downtown, man. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, why don't I just drink the wine, too? Yes. Yes. Drink it. And this is good wine, man. It's all right. It's thing. tasty wine. It's like, uh, it's like uh, wine connoisseurs, you know? It's what? It's all the same. <laughs> really. It's like weed we were talking about. Yeah. What's the, what's the difference, really? I know this has been studied with wine and, you know, yeah. ad nauseum. Well, it's funny that you say the, you make the weed parallel there, though, because I think that and I worked in wine for a lot of years, so you know the the distinct difference between varietals. You know they can break it down by molecules and tell you exactly what the difference mm-hmm. is. And I'm sure they can do it with weed now too. Mm-hmm. But it is it is kind of fun. Like it's 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 a, a part of the wine experience to describe what you're tasting and and how that will affect what you're eating and all that kind of stuff. And if you're sure. interested in that, it can be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's something that you know I think now is starting to get some attention in weed, but I, I, I look forward to it, man. Like think about Niagara Lake. Everybody right. loves Niagara Lake right. because it's horticulturally unique. You can grow wine grapes there. That's cool. You can grow peaches there. That's super cool. Now, wine grapes is it is it the cold that most places have trouble with growing? It's grapes? kind of a it's a it's it's it, I, if you really want to get in, yeah, I'll okay. do it. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> so. Uh, that is a part of it. That's what, like, ice wine is one of the most unique kinds of wine that you can grow in the world because it requires very specific conditions. And one of them is the fact that it gets so cold. Germany does the same thing. Germany actually invented ice wine 300 years ago or something like that. Mm. Um, but it doesn't get so um, reliably cold. It always gets cold enough to make ice wine in Canada, but it rarely right. gets that cold, or, or at least it only gets that cold sometimes in Germany. What makes Niagara so unique isn't necessarily that it gets that cold. It's that it remains as warm as it does throughout the summer. And that's above ground, but also in the soil. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're right on Lake Ontario. It keeps the, the ground warm. So even though it might still be a little bit chilly like above ground, it's still a little bit warm in the ground. So it protects those vines and those okay. kinds of things that could, could die if it gets too cold in the summer. So we can grow the grapes as a result of it being a little bit warmer. It's <laughs> also a microclimate because of the uh, escarpment. So a lot of the snow that would blow into Niagara actually gets redirected to Buffalo. We got so it we good. Sh- we got it good. We got it really good. good. It's a very unique place to live. Generally speaking, it's a temperate zone, right? Yeah. But then yeah. you're saying we have a microclimate because of the escarpment and the lakes have yes. a different effect as well. Yeah. Exactly. So our peninsula, specifically St. Catharines and Niagara on the lake, has a very unique climate situation. Very unique. As far as uh, what you can do uh, with growing things in the ground in yeah. canada is concerned hmm. we're we're extremely unique on top yeah. of that it gets really cold so we can make ice wine yeah. but it grows these unique unique grapes like you know the, the terroir it takes from what is going on in that soil so if you grew peaches there for years and years and years you're probably going to start to to taste a little bit of peach in your wines hmm. and i'm not saying the same thing would happen with marijuana but i don't know maybe it would maybe it would like maybe we have a super cool uh, area for growing marijuana as well and i'm sure there's probably some people that can tell you that we do um, <laughs> but a lot of these, these like these grow ups that are popping up now, um, what's the one called Tweed or something? Tweed, yeah, uh, with Snoop Dogg's yeah. hooking up with them, right? Mm-hmm. No, this is this is a a, med- a government subsidized medical growing facility. I don't or know how exactly what the relationship is. I don't, I don't know as either. far as I understand, and I could be wrong, and I, I I don't know why even 
know this, but from what I understand, for whatever reason that I understand it, it's um, <laughs> best preamble ever. To a thought. <laughs> it's not like it's it's government run, but they work with the government. Like they're they're their own. They you know they run on their own. Uh, Snoop Dogg has hand in it. Tweed is also the company that took over the Hershey's uh, Center or whatever the old Hershey factory out in Tweed. Okay. I believe I believe that's the same company, or perhaps that's just some wild coincidence. Conspiracy. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, they're they're growing for the government. Um, yeah. Snoop Dogg was in town even recently. He was. I, I wish out. I would have checked his Twitter or something before. Yeah, he kept that shit on. He kept that I shit guess he would. Yeah, yeah. Snoop Dogg's but I'm sure he'll be back. He did actually claim that he was going to move to Canada if Trump is uh, president elect. Yeah, as did many celebrities. Yeah, a lot of bullshitters. That's what we think, but who knows? I mean, maybe I they would will. Assume. He I probably would assume. already has a house in Toronto or something. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Like, why think. wouldn't he have a house in BC or something? Right? Yeah. If I was Snoop Dogg, I'd have a house in Canada just sure. in case. I'd get a house in like friggin' any like Bancroft. <laughs> like, throw it in a random area. Where is that? Oh, BC? Oh, no, no, that's in Ontario. Yeah. Oh, Bancroft's in Ontario. All right. I haven't been, though. It's a big province. Uh, the only reason why I chose uh, Bancroft, I was looking into quartz crystals last night. You know, remember when you were little? I don't know. What you I had a rock it. collection. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you do remember. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when I was little, I was really into looking for rocks. Mm-hmm. And uh, Did you have a thing on your wall? Like a, nah, a I never really I did like that. I wish. I wish I had something like that, but I, I didn't. Um, but I was really into them. One time, I was even looking for walks, rocks with a friend of mine, and uh, he went, oh, my God check out this area and i went over there and dug in that area for whatever reason not even cluing in that perhaps you might have planted something and i found this super cool quartz crystal mm-hmm. and it just blew deke it blew my fucking mind literally man. outside of my brain my bam it was gone so i was really into rocks anyways i was expressing this to uh my my wife last night and then it turns out that she's she was really into rocks too and there's quartz mines in bancroft how big was this quartz crystal? It's just very small. And he planted it. In retrospect, as a 32-year-old man, <laughs> I can say with full confidence without any reservation that he planted that. Why else would he be like, hey, come over Look here? Look in this exact dip. spot. Yeah. Um, now, was this a, one of those magical crystals that the new agey kids like to I don't even know. About? I have no idea. I don't even know what the difference is. didn't try any like. sort of seances or weird magical... Uh, My love for crystal has nothing to do with... Raising the I'm dead. Sorry, let, me, uh, let me just clean that up. My love for crystals is... Purely, <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing to do with that uh, that side of the thing. Okay. I just like the way they look, and I think it's just like, like I love just digging for that. Kind of, like, could you imagine putting a shovel in the ground and being like, "Ting, oh, what's that?" And you reach down and, oh, wow, or gold, or silver, or precious, any pre- or jewels. I That's so fascinating, man. Just having a metal detector. That's something cool that I'd like to have one day. That's easy to get and yeah, metal detector. Yeah, just get I bet, a metal detector. What happened somewhere. to excess cargo, man? Uh, I think they used I think to they went under. I don't know. That was a cool no. spot, though. Yeah, I bet they would have, like, a 1497 metal no. detector. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, metal detectors, man. That's a, that's Metal detectors is a thing that, like, uh, this type of citizen that I like to call the beer store guy would yeah. own. Uh-huh. Like, a guy who likes to frequent the beer store and just sometimes doesn't have a shirt, but they let him in anyway. Yep. He would just have a metal detector from, like, the 90s, and yep. then he would just... Just kind of go around the little beaches around around the. Always ends up at the Dieppe uh, Dieppe Road. Yeah, beer store for some reason. Yeah, why, why, why over here? Yeah, I think they're open late a lot of times. Oh, are they? I think Is so. That a thing, yeah. I think they like the roundaboutness of the the whole situation in the Dieppe beer store. It's like very like 
lot of displaying of the beers and then kind of a roundabout experience where right. you end up at the cashier. Right. I've never really looked at it from that angle. Uh-huh. It's You're not a right. lot of. It's not like a maze like some of these other beer stores. <laughs> I'm not going to mention any uh, yeah. specific locations, yeah. but you know, you no, know I, about getting no, lost no, in the I beer just, store. I don't just say. I don't just say. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah. but for real, could you imagine putting a shovel in the ground and finding a quartz crystal? I could, Im- I, I could imagine it, yeah, in a visual sort of sense. But I don't know what it would really be like. What would it? It would be cool if I had no, I like, I if I didn't know what things were worth in this world, and I put the shovel in the ground and I found quartz crystal, I would be way more impressed with that than gold or silver mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah. It's a freaking crazy thing, man. The thing is, gold is so rare. Gold is so rare, but you would know that if you didn't know the value shit, right? If you, no. If you're just but it like, looks... It's weird, though. That's what's weird about gold, because it looks... It's one of the... All these precious metals, like silver, gold, and these kind of emeralds and stuff, even mm-hmm. to ancient peoples who didn't have encyclopedias or the Googles, I think there was this weird, natural sort of like... It's totally talking out of my ass right now, but like a feeling that this is worth something. I guess they always had jewelry in some form, though. So even like, you would think like cavemen must have even maybe stumbled upon some precious metals and then accumulated it over time, gave it to the higher-ups maybe, and so they would be wearing it because it was rarer. It was one of the rare things that they found, like sticks and stones were everywhere, but gold was shiny. It has that... I guess it was probably larger quantities as well. Like now we understand the value of something like diamonds. So to have a small diamond is something of worth. Mm -hmm. Whereas like back in the day, if you had a diamond, it was a fucking chunk of diamond. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, nice piece of glass, bitch. Look at this diamond. It's big. Exactly. And it shines more. It's weird. It's weird. (laughs) It's really weird. Precious metals are weird. I mean, it's like a trade. It's like currency. They're traded. They're hoarded. The values change rapidly based on like... I don't know, circumstances in the world, business, economic circumstances, like precious metals go up or down. It's like, and there's only so much gold. Like if you look up online for anybody who doesn't know, look up how much all the gold in the world is, like how, how big a cube would be of all the gold. It's not that big. Really? Like it's like the size of like, but they still, school they gym still, or something. they still mine gold though, right? They still, I don't, or oh, yeah, I guess they, they do. Yeah. Like, uh, what's that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and he's in blood diamond. That's diamonds, but I'm sure there's still people in like Africa that like hang out in the river and sift through. Stuff but I guess gold and diamonds would be different, though, right? Because mm-hmm. diamonds are made just from, from time compressed and compression. Carbon? Yeah. Whereas gold, gold is like is a thing unto its own. Yeah, yeah. AU so, on the periodic table. So oh, yeah. So like, it's not like you can just fucking make gold. You can't really make not, it. No, not I think you can. Yeah, you can make diamond hypothetically, theoretically. According to those uh, new Spencer's ads, actually, they talk about how they have artisan diamonds, which okay. is their fancy way of, of course, explaining that they're Fake. man-made diamonds. Oh, Spencer. Yeah. Whoa. You know those commercials? Not really. Hi, but I'm I, whatever. Is that what Spence he's... diamonds? I don't think he sounds like that. Why <laughs> <laughs> I am. Whoever from the that's Sylvester Stallone or Sylvester Stallone, I said. Hey, uh, yeah. No, yeah, man. No, but uh, well, okay. Enough about rocks. Moving on to the next segment. Okay, all right. Yeah, you want to yeah. get right smack dab into this idea of media literacy? That all right. Thinking of. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Mm, where do we start without sounding like whiny, complaining bitches slash? 
great. really two smart guys that, that think we know everything about media literacy. And yeah, yeah, totally. No, like, that, what is well, a that's a great place. What's a big concern? That's a great place to start right there is to say that, you know, it's one of those, it's new, right? It's not like anybody knows what the hell's actually going on, but it's just about observing what's going on and making and, and critically thinking about uh, and observing the things that are in front of you, especially when it comes to sharing information. Mm-hmm. Headline, headline, like... Let's let's lay out some concerns. Maybe headline sharing, like you don't like that experience that everyone's a victim of. I've done it before in my life. Sure, sure. Just sure, read sure. a headline. Well, it, it agrees with something. There's a reason why it works because yeah. we all have our suspicions, right? We all have our thoughts, and if something's there to support it, especially if it's a a vessel of media that is usually pretty reliable, or mm-hmm. at least that's what we perceive it as. Um, if it supports the idea or something that you may have even said to somebody, and now you're kind of on the line for, if it pops up. Oh my God! You're so validated. How you get so excited? Yeah, you share it. Share it. And even though at the bottom of the article it clearly says it's satire or whatever it may be, or it's from fucking bigfootisreal.org or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. That's um, a big one. Like uh, websites that are definitely not credible yet shared all the time. Crystal links. Yeah. Um, all you got to do, folks, is look at the title of the dot com. Like if it's something like metaphysicalmysteries.com, <laughs> that's something with an agenda. That's an organization. Yeah. The truth is out there. Dot com. Dot co. It's from Columbia. Dot xyz. That's a new one that's taken over. xyz, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like, you know, I mean, think about it this way. Even an article, <clears throat> excuse me, on cnn.com could be and likely is biased to the words left-wing thinking or the Democrats or what. It's, it's, totally. And it's a credible, generally credible news source. I mean... Look what happened in the election, all the polls that were bullshit, you know, um, doesn't mean CNN was, was directing the polls themselves, but whatever polling that they got the data from was, there was, there were some flaws in that system. However far you want to go with that argument, you want to say they're a left wing psyop, which is what me and Nick Carr like to say lately, just for fun. (laughs) It's like, left wing psyop. It sounds bad. Yeah. But you know, whether you wanted to say they were misinformed or disinforming us or, or however you want to spin it. That's you, CNN is at least more credible than aliensufos.com. Like that, that's not a place well, that's going to give you unbiased information. They're at least accountable, right? They're accountable. That's true. Um, if, if I, you know, and, and I've actually talked about this with a bunch of different people because I feel like this is one of the, the uh, funner ways that you can educate, educate people on fake news. But um, it's, to, it's to create uh, websites like The Onion. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're there to, so that we all have fun and we enjoy them. But if it wasn't for The Onion, people wouldn't even at least have the, the slightest idea. That there's of, fake of, news out of, there. Yeah, because they've been embarrassed. They've been kind of put in their place. Mm-hmm. But I could just open up a website. I could, you know, stcatherinesnews.com or whatever. There even was one at one time. And I'm not talking about one of those, like, alternative news sites. I mean, there was, like, an actual clickbait St. Catherine's-related site at one time that was just spitting out news. Yeah, isn't it still around? I thought I saw one, like, with a story about Welland or something. Or oh, something. yeah, somebody was coming. Yeah, like Beaverton? a celebrity was coming. Isn't it? Beaverton? Well, the Beaverton exists, but that's bigger oh, than that's this. something. Oh, yeah, okay, that's, that's, that's more. A, that's like a Canadian onion oh. equivalent kind of thing. Uh, but I could just open up something like that and spit out fake news. And, and it's just like the tabloids. I mean, f- fake news like that exists just like the tabloids used to exist it's so that you can sell shit. Bad boy. Oh. <laughs> like if I put up an article that says, oh, my God, Deke took a dump in, into his own face miraculously somehow. Um, you never and, know. Yeah. And, and people are like, oh, my God look at this i must click on this and then they click on it and now i can collect ad revenue like it's just something that now what's to be said about something like pizzagate 
I'm not sure if you're fully aware of the whole. I'm not sure. I, mean, I, I probably know what you're talking about, but okay. I don't know what you're talking okay, about. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Pizzagate is the thing where people say Hillary Clinton was running with John Podesta, uh, whose emails were hacked and, or rather, leaked by WikiLeaks. Uh, they were running a child sex ring out of a pizza joint in New York City. Okay. Now this is got this is a fake news story that's gotten um, so much belief that a guy actually was arrested for bringing like an assault rifle into the store. Okay. And saying he was gonna whatever save the. That was the headline though that those two they were running a child sex ring out of a pizza place. Yeah. Those two people. Those two like that they were the sort of masters ringmasters of this <laughs> like that was their organization. master plan yeah like it like that would be the safest place the, the yes. more secret place to do like, it. <laughs> so, once i can become president i can get another pizza place to run my secret underground it's like a story business. it's like an episode of the ninja turtles cartoon <laughs> it's like so but what i'm what i'm trying to get at is what is to be said about people who are generally intelligent and you people we know like that might you know they they read that and then they just start sharing it. I saw people on our my Instagram, different people I know like Facebook yeah. like sharing it and then just you ask them like, why do you, how do you think that's real? And pe- their answer is just, oh, people who are elites are into freaky shit like that. <laughs> so that's your <laughs> that's how you rationalize the whole like all the holes in the story like <laughs> the fact that it's just completely ridiculous like it seems it just yeah. seems ridiculous they're just so rich man they're, they're so into rich weird once things, you get a million dollars you fuck a kid once you get eight million dollars you oh, yeah. need to find a pizza yeah. joint to yeah you're just licking shit off the sidewalk by the time it's you ridiculous but it's it's the ridiculous to the point where it's actually harming your own you're harming yourself by thinking it you're and saying it you're harming others around you by spreading the, the the misinformation. What are you so? What are you angry at Hillary Clinton? Are you, yeah. What do you, like? What is the emotion that you're is, feeling? That's and making I think you... that's it, man. I think it's emotion. It's emotion fueled, mm-hmm. big time. That's why, for example, prior to this most recent American election, a lot of the times when you'd see these types of posts, they were related to things like conspiracies and, and things that people are are very emotional and passionate about because it strikes a chord with them. So I think that the reason why people were going crazy over Pizzagate and things that are, you know, in retrospect, so ridiculous. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, at the time, still quite ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh- <laughs> I think it's, it's still going on. It's still, there people, people are still trying to get all the information, figure it out. And it's, I don't anyway. And, and especially people in such high places too, right? People like Trump and Clinton, if there's some sort of piece of news. And, you know, there is news about both those people that aren't necessarily getting CNN attention and, and Fox News attention and stuff like that. So it's about just, I guess, it, you know, it seems like common sense, I guess. And that's what's so it's crazy. Common, about, it's, but, it's a losing grip on common sense, sort of. Yeah. Like, I, I guess I do grant the fact that in, the t- in today's day and age of all this access to information, it does get a little overwhelming. Like, when you're trying to keep up with every podcast or every news source, if you really want to try and be uh, non-biased, and so you start listening to the right-wing guy, you start listening to the extreme left-wing, you're trying to get the spectrum, then you start to get bogged down by all this information and all these different opinions coming at you. Um, We've been bringing up climate change, well, just on the last episode of this podcast, because we've known, me and you, our generation, the millennials, we've known about climate change as as a thing since... 
you know, Al Gore and before Al Gore. Oh, like, yeah, man. Like, we, it's been around as a thing, but even me, you know, think in the back, it's one of those things where in the back of your mind, you think you got it sort of like, yeah, I kind of know what's going on, and, you know, CO2, and, you know, it's, you know the <laughs> ozone and stuff, we gotta be careful. But that's the extent of to which I think about it. Like, so now that it, when it becomes such a hot topic, like, when, you know, Trump's putting all these people in, in positions where they, they're climate change deniers, right. and then you're starting to think, like, how are there climate change deniers? And then you start to realize there's a all oh, there's an actual guy who was the Secretary of Energy for George Bush Senior, and he's a spectrometrist or how do you say spectrometrist? How do you say that word? Right. He, he actually <laughs> analyzes the 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 wavelengths of of like uh, elements and stuff, and he he's a climate change denier, not necessarily denier, but he's one that doesn't think that it's such a bad thing for it to be a little warmer. You know, there's, there is that argument that, um, somehow right. agriculture can sort of be, but Take it's a very it. shallow statement and argument. It's just, you know, they don't get too deep into it. They just say, well, I think it's you know, yeah. not too bad. Just and like wasting the money on literal definition passed by, Oh, yeah. it's nice. It's going to get the cl- warm. The, the denier, uh, aspect of it is, Hey, we're, there's alarmists out there. Al Gore maybe is one of them. A lot of his predictions have actually been very exaggerated and haven't really come true as far as like predicting different years and stuff of things. Right. Um, there is some disinformation out there, such as like the polar bear population. Like if you really look into the polar, it's not as dire as some people might think. Like if someone just says to you, "Hey, what do you think of the polar bears dying?" You might think like, "Oh man, we got to save them." But like you haven't really researched that the fact that there's scientists up there that say, "Hey, they're fine." Like they're actually there's more than there was in previous decades and different things like that. Right. So there there's these little aspects of the story that actually. There's something to be said about alarmists on the one side that say, you know, climate change, oh my god, like we're all going to die tomorrow if we don't put billions of dollars or start all these carbon tax things and like whatever the the solution is, right? So the other the climate change deniers as people like to call them, some of them are just people who you know think we don't have enough information to to really clarify and, right. and uh, these models that they're creating, these computer models of saying, "Oh, like in 8 years, look at this computer model. It shows that like the the ice caps are going to kill us all or whatever the extreme view is, right? They're saying, like, don't be so alarmist. We need to spend our money and resources on other things maybe in the time. Like, maybe it's something to be concerned about, but not it's not as imminent. And I can understand that, I guess, as somebody who who truly doesn't understand any of the specifics. <laughs> yeah. um, I, you know, I, I, I can certainly understand that, though, right? Like, if in life there's people that are really quick to draw conclusions when something bad happens, and even if it's something very small over all of broad time period uh they might still maybe overreact a little bit and then there's people that don't seem to care at all and then there's people that actually do care that are just kind of waiting in the back and waiting for the for the for the for the meters to hit or whatever yeah 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 for the cream to rise that's what i was looking for man a lot of people don't that's another interesting thing about living in this sea of information that we live in now because it's like and i think we all have uh parts of ourselves that are both of these type of people but the type of people that uh, are so hungry for that next bit of information, and then the type of people that just don't care, like they just watch movies and smoke weed. They don't, or go. Maybe they go to work. They have like a steady job or whatever, but they don't. They don't really care that much. And there's yeah. something to be said about not caring. Like ignorance yeah. is bliss, right? No, for sure. And well, and let's be honest, right? People like you and I are the type of people that. Uh are probably a little bit emotionally attached or passionate about the news or the things that are going on in a, in a broader sense. And there's, you know, there's something to be said about that, but there's also something to be said about the opposite. And some people truly don't. Like, if I was to share a piece of false information, 
I would feel bad about that. <laughs> but, you know, some people, do, it's not like they're as attached to that as somebody like I, like I am. Like, it, it, so whatever, You kind of right? care, and you, you can't necessarily maybe explain why you care so much, but you just, you care. Like, yeah. you want to know what, what's really going on. It's the world. Why wouldn't you want to know about the world? I, it, well, I guess I, I, I thirst for that knowledge, at least to some degree. But I don't blame people for for not. I, I don't know. I've... You can get wrapped up in it. You can get wrapped up in it. I guess the reason why I might have such a, a laid back perspective on it is I see people that are too wrapped up in it. Like, so you know, do I don't want to claim that I'm too wrapped up because I'm really not. But also, it's not that I don't care at all. Yeah. <laughs> what, would you, if you could look back in your life, would you say at any point were you more of a conspiracy theorist or less of one, or, uh, or more of maybe say more of a politically driven person or less of one at all sure like, sure, gone sure, through, sure sure yeah. i think that's uh, for myself and i can't say that this is the case for everybody but for myself especially through my creative years in my let's say mid to early tw- early to mid 20s <laughs> yeah there was a bit more of uh something to prove inside of me you know yeah. i had something to prove yeah. to the world a little mm-hmm. bit more and for that reason i probably took a bit more of a, a finger pointy kind of mm-hmm. uh, perspective especially when it came to writing to writing music um okay. but in what way expand on that uh, i don't know like i guess i was a little bit more critical i guess um, like of people making whack shit or of just uh, the not, industry? Not, even, not even the like i'm so cool shit um but yeah of course it's rap right so it's part of your yeah, rap is a little bit bravado <laughs> like a uh, braggadocious and i still stuff. do that if anything i do more of that because to, to me that's kind of the, that's one of the humorous sides of hip-hop that i that i love it's one of the reasons why i love it's kind of the point yeah so where i love started. hip-hop f- for that reason you know it's, so i i'd probably do more of that but also i i see that as something that i do in in good fun Whereas there was a time, like I remember, uh, you know, just writing songs that were a little bit more like social commentary, but they they were pretty doomy and gloomy. You know, I had kind of a, a, a dark perspective for a long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and through that dark perspective, I said some critical things that I, I wouldn't really say at this mm. point in my life. I don't even think I, I would ever mutter such okay. a thing at this point in my life. Now, would any of this doom and gloom coincide with the George Bush era? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, I feel like there's probably, a lot of yeah. Canadians that uh, had a hatred for George Bush Jr. Well, as far as just throughout 9/11 and all that stuff, the 9/11, war of terror, and, the- and you know, much like uh, an inconvenient truth, you know, Michael Moore was pushing a lot of very socially driven documentaries. Bowling for Columbine was yeah. a great one, <laughs> and uh, I think a little that bit probably biased. added to it. That was also before we had so many things to choose from as far as what we we're going to watch on a Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Like when uh, no Fahrenheit 9/11 came out. Like, geez, man, that, who didn't watch that? That was a wicked right one. away. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I've, I've, uh, I've, I've mellowed out over it. Over it. I, I, I wouldn't even say mellowed out because it's I'm more passionate than I've ever been. But more, it's more of a things. reasoned passion, like a reasoned um, critical uh, critic, criticism, like a reasoned criticism rather than a just. Yeah, like everything's George Bush's fault, or everything's Stephen Harper's fault, or everything's yeah, yeah, so black and white. Like, yeah, as if... nothing's black and white. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it interesting that you still get people that say, "Ah, oh, it's the fucking government, man." Well, what's the government? The government's the government, and yeah. the farming association is well, the you farming know what association. They tell you, oh, yeah, who's well, they? Man, they're after you. Like, man. we're re- if you think about reality, we're in like a. It's like a village. Everything's a little small village just connected to another village. It's like there's just, you know, you got security and safety in your neighborhood and you can like go outside, go to the grocery store, get food. It's easy to get food. You got like shelter. It's like 
It's not really a problem. You're making up. A, there's problems for people in Aleppo right now or Syria. Like, yes, there's problems for so, different. Yeah. In the Philippines, you know, I don't know if anyone listening, go look up what's happening in the Philippines with uh, President Duarte or however you say his name. He's re- his newest quote is uh, Hitler killed three million Jews. I'll kill three million drug drug uh, drug users. Watch me do it. Like he says, like he's gonna go out in the streets now and like strangle them and stuff. Like right. they've killed uh, police have killed over two thousand drug users since June. I want to say, and something like seven hundred thousand Philippine citizens have turned themselves in because they're afraid of getting killed. Because the president said, "Go kill them all." I don't. I don't want them. Like this is what we're gonna do: kill them all. You know. So the prisons are overcrowded now. Yeah. Right. You got people laying on top of each other in the prisons, like. That's like, not a solution. And such a giant uh, withdrawal. Like, you know, imagine that many people going through withdrawal all within the same oh, yeah. walls. But it could be even time. just like pot users. I, I don't know the extent of it, but I'm pretty sure they're okay. saying like oh, if wow. you use or sell drugs It's funny. I don't even all. consider that. That's funny. Yeah, that it's not just like heroin, right? <laughs> and, and I'm saying that's not a solution. But to some, to some extremists, that's a solution, I guess. To, to this Duarte guy, that's a solution. Sure. And, you know, of course, he goes... Yeah, Trump called me last night. He says uh, it's it's really great what you're doing. And then pu- that's almost like a f- hovering on fake news, where it's a quote from an, an actual president of another country, and you're like, "Whoa, you know what? Trump probably would say that." Yeah. Oh, I can't believe Trump said that. But is he then, clickbaiting this? Yeah, yeah, he's clickbaiting. This. He know wow. he's up on this. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not even new though. That's the thing too. I bet it is, and I think it has changed the way that people. I mean, even the way people speak. I don't know. Maybe we've always kind of uh, tried to. I'm doing it right now. Build anticipation when you're speaking. Yeah. But it's almost like everybody has been affected by uh, clickbait in some way. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like the internet has... I've always struggled with trying to articulate how I feel about the internet and how it relates to this, how we get our news and stuff, and how it relates to what we were speaking about earlier about the millennials being the pioneers of it, because I feel like we ha- with that advantage as of being the pioneers of it, like you were saying to sort of repeat what you literally said earlier is that we have like a better, we just have a better grasp on it. We we've seen the encyclopedias and we've seen, um, the chat rooms and the AOL and the, and the ICQ yeah. evolve into yahoo.com with no pictures. And then there's pictures. And we've been lied to since, IRC, you know what I mean? Like we talked to fucking Hulk Hogan at one point, all of us mm-hmm. online, and it was some dude, or yeah. presumably some dude, somebody in their basement lying to us. Oh yeah, but some of us even talked to Hulk Hogan or, yeah, or Will Sasso, yeah. or Will Sasso doing a Hulk Hogan impression. Yeah, all those at the same time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> man, like so. So I guess to kind of finish that point that I'm saying, it's just that broad perspective that millennials have is very advantageous, I think, and a lot of us sort of like abuse it or neglect it it's like if you're a person who believes in pizzagate like that like dude you were around before the internet don't you know how crazy the internet can be like (laughs) you're supposed to know this you're not one of these new generation kids who i get actually i guess maybe arguably they'd be even better at it now if you what do you think if if you're born with an iphone sort of thing that's a great question i I don't know i think so you know i think that because we were taught media literacy in school but of course we couldn't have been taught media literacy as as we um, see it today like we weren't taught about media literacy on fucking line there was no mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. um but you know we were taught about the tabloids and stuff like that and mm-hmm. you know don't believe everything you read right like that's as an old adage this thing believe that, in none you, of what you hear and half of what you see yeah like these are things that we grew up with so of course they were adapted when the internet um began but still the same principles would hold true 
you would think. And, and because we grew up with it, I think it's, you know, very much like what you were saying. You know, we, we started with, 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 you know, Windows 3.1 or whatever it is that we all started on Commodore 64 or 286s, and now we're wherever we are now. So, you know, we've been lied to that many more times, and so we, our, our skin's a bit thicker in some senses. Some sense. It should be. Should be. It should be, but that's what I mean. I'm like, what is it that's getting to these people? And I, I guess I always sound like a high horse kind of person when I say that. Like when I talk about people who believe, um, I don't know, pick your conspiracy theory that like, you know, the fun things to believe like aliens created us or I don't know, any sort of weird one like that. Like the Anunnaki yeah. or the Hitler's still alive. Hitler's still alive. Anything. Um, what are the, what are the ones that people that are like, Closer to plausible that a lot of people like blurt out that are just like I, I can't think of them uh, right now, but you know, it's just there's just some that are just so stupid. It's like I don't know, people just keep saying this stuff. It's like um, that 9 11 was an inside job, okay? Right, that's another that's a touchy one, and again, I always feel like we bring it up in this podcast sometimes, and it's like for some people, it's like oh, here we go, or like for some people, it's fun or whatever. It's, it's like it can be a touchy subject for people, but I think it's 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 such an example because it was such a significant event in a, in the millennials' lifetime. It's it it literally almost opened up the world to a lot of us. Like I was in grade seven when that happened, or eight. So that's literally when those planes hit those towers is when like my whole brain exploded as far as like checking out the daily show or like watching, like yeah, reading yeah. the news. Like I always thought the news was stupid. Like it was so well, boring until that. Event. We needed to be informed of something, right? Cause some, obviously there's some, something going on in this and world. Yo, that's it's not that far from St. Catharines. No, it's really not. It's really not. It's not like Aleppo and Syria. It's like when nine 11 happened. Yeah. It wasn't Thorold, but it was pretty yeah. damn close. Like they couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, um, I was at DM. I remember when that shit went down. Actually, I went, I, I skipped school that day to buy a, a, a record at, uh, Sam the record man. So I didn't realize what had gone on until I came back and everybody was like out of school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember thinking that that was one of the first things I thought about is really, that's not that fucking far away. Like, really? What's know, the drive? Uh, Eight hours? No, nine hours. I don't even know, man. I don't even think it's that much. The thing's like, yeah, maybe seven. We on a coach bus once <sighs> school trip. I mean, um, yeah, emotion packed though. Uh, for for more th- for everybody, not even those that are geographically close. Like just emotion packed, something that we all at least feel for. It. Even if you didn't even live in the country, like watching those tapes or the newscasts and seeing what was going on, mm-hmm. like especially when it got to the nitty gritty and the buildings were starting to collapse and mm-hmm. people were like jumping out the fucking windows and shit like that. that How could you not be no. emotionally attached? I, it's almost by its nature, it's almost more gruesome than something like. I hesitate to say the Holocaust, but something like a typical war zone they might see, whether it was, I don't know, uh, Kosovo in the Bill Clinton time or like Syria today, like these, it's this, it's different or, or it's, you know, it's the same kind of, we just see kids running and little like RPGs going off and so it's like, oh yeah, we've seen that before, but people jumping off the twin towers yeah, choosing whether they wanted to burn alive or die by well, falling. We've never seen that before. That's why it's such a it's a novel event in history. And, and the it's reason us, like that us because we're not America, but yeah, you know, not it's that. us or us us ish. Yeah, it's us ish. Totally a good one. Eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hashtag hashtag <laughs> us ish. I can't say it. Um, the sorry the, the novelty of this event though, I think is what's so important that people realize and understand and try and really stop and think and meditate on the novelty of the events of September 11th, 2001, because 
when you just jump to the conclusion and say, oh, I don't even think, uh, you know, I think, uh, yeah, they planned that or they again or whoever. First of all, you got to be descriptive. Like, say your theory. Who who planned it? Mm-hmm. Give me a name. Or, like, tell me, you know, because everyone's in a different camp and everyone and the, the truth is you haven't read enough about it you've you've read the memes and you've read the document you've watched the documentary nah, you just ain't woke man you ain't woke, you just ain't woke bro you ain't <laughs> but, but, but see real wokeness is actually picking up the you don't have to read the fucking 9-11 commission but pick up um the book uh perfect soldiers i just finished that book and it's you know it's it's not a it, after reading it surprises me that more people don't talk about it because it's literally just like an unbiased um, story of who these guys were, the hijackers, and how they got to the spot they were in their lives. Not 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 right, theories, right. but just the facts, like who they met up with, uh, what plans they were part of before this. Uh, in 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 um, I want to say it's Malaysia, funny. there was a pl- there was a plot. There that their connections had been lied in, and all these different. You know, it's just a story of it. So read the story first. But I bet I bet you most of these conspiracy theorists have not read that book. No, and it's it's amazing to think that that's one of the first opportunities we have to hear from that perspective like of course we don't want to sympathize with the people that did this you know it's a terrible thing that happened but you know isn't it not interesting to, to read their story to why they why did they that? did it like you know i'm not the type of person that would get into an airplane and drive it into something no what what in the world happened to make somebody want to do that man two of them were almost late for their flight they were like seven they ran down the <laughs> the to the airport they were like seven minutes uh oh, before wow. their flight took off um you know the one guy called his girlfriend uh uh, he was real dodgy with his girlfriend for a while while he was planning these attacks with these people and um he like called her one last time kind of thing and just said you know uh, i love you i gotta go like it's just those little aspects of it that they're not just made up yeah if but you think this guy who wrote this book is a shill like it uh, yeah you got a bunch of money to fly around the world and go knock on doors and actually talk to people by a news organization but that's how you get the real story yeah well and and also yeah it- Absolutely, it's a real story, right? Like, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to reach out to the people who knew these people. There's, they're people. They're people that existed in this world that had a story. How do you think they feel? The girl who her her boyfriend became radicalized and flew a plane into a building. Like, by the way, real wokeness. If that's not a hashtag, that should be a hashtag right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, real wokeness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that whole woke movement, though. It's it's Blows asleep. Mind, yeah. It's sleep. It's sleep. Y'all sleep. That's what it is. It's wokeness nowadays is like it's it's so opposite. My the funniest are the memes that support the wokeness. Like oh, when you're trying to explain something to someone, but they don't stay up at night reading about it, and you just can't explain it to them, and it's like an angry dude, like it's like off. hashtag woke. Yeah. Oh man, like what? Uh, I don't even know. What to well, say and about I think it. that's you know probably the uh, the nucleus of what is bad about fake news whether it be clickbait or something to support a specific party that's just fake news that might might affect something like an election but you know who knows what's going to happen in the grand scheme of things because uh yeah people think that it's totally acceptable to open up your what i don't even know what your fucking acer celeron one laptop and speak into your left speaker yeah first of all upgrade but yeah Speaking of your fucking left speaker and steal a bunch of images off, like filmed from your phone on a TV and make some video somehow with iMovie or something like that. And that's some sort of like, that's anything but garbage. It's just garbage is all that is. Yeah. yeah. Like even if you listen to George Nori on 610 CKTV. Fun to listen to. Yeah. Great show. At least it's a platform. You know what I mean? Like at least he's holding it down with some sort of base in reality. So you can call and tell a story and and it's still like understood what's going on here. 
But if you just like make a video and post it to YouTube, it's just kind of garbage. That's not yeah. And the difference research. is too. George Norrie actually believes the shit he's saying. Like he totally. He's been quoted on podcast. He like he really thinks that there's this sort of uh, Illuminati cabal that is that may even have some sort of extraterrestrial links or like he's all over the map too yeah. man like he will entertain uh any story about anything like he's into the extraterrestrial stuff for sure he's definitely into the Illumin- the illuminati side of things but he's also and this is something that usually doesn't get thrown in the same category but really is kind of within that same it's under that same umbrella is religion like he'll talk about god just like he'll talk about aliens mm-hmm. in the same conversation in the same tone and with just as little bias. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he'll also talk about like uh, people who got uh, transplants of organs and then started to like chicken fingers, but they never had chicken fingers before. Right, or like right, someone right. who's Twilight in, Zone shit. Yeah, right? that kind yeah. of stuff, right? <laughs> um, but God and aliens are like pretty close, I think, in as far as what they actually are. Like, what are we defining when we say those two words? Divine like, intervention is divine intervention, man. That's uh, yeah. I think call that's it what you want, right? I think that's really interesting. People don't <laughs> people don't take uh, into consideration enough the fact that what we talk about when we talk about aliens is very similar to God in many different ways. I guess, arguably, it's if I want to argue the other way, it's they are very different concepts. Like God is the con- the concept, the word just means this, you know, omnipotent, ever ever knowing, uh, everlasting kind of force, usually creative yeah. force that has created us and either you believe it interacts with us or either some people believe it doesn't interact with us but it somehow it holds the keys to our origin and our final resting place it gives a whole bunch of people a whole bunch of answers yeah that, now you could say aliens also may could possibly hold the key to our origins and uh resting place uh you know a lot of alien sci-fi movies allude to that and like a lot of sci-fi uh, writers talk about stuff like that but it's like it could the other ideas that could could just be bacteria on some planet that doesn't really like we are the, yeah, the yeah. most thinking thing you know the front the the neo what's it called the neocortex something is like the most complex thing in the universe they say right. i don't know <laughs> it's like yeah yeah well it's the most complex thing we found so far yeah i don't know it seems to be it's what do things seem like that's what people need to start thinking more <laughs> like not like what do you want them to be you want the planes to be holograms you want uh you want uh, america to have done 9/11 so th- so that they could get into the Iraq war but really they didn't they didn't need to do that to get in the Iraq war like that's not they they could have just they could have just um did it anyway they yeah. did just do it anyway they're always looking for opportunities that's not to say that the higher ups in in uh, uh government or in the CIA or a different body the FBI there's different people got to understand that too there's different bodies in these government organizations look at JFK didn't have a good time with the CIA yeah like there's people who <laughs> The CIA was running operations when the government didn't necessarily want them to do it. The uh, JFK uh, wanted to shut them down at one point, I believe. Like he was like he was pissed. Like he, they're all accountable within each other, right? Yeah, uh, as yeah. much as, of course, there is, of course, room to to work within each other. But yeah, if any Sometimes police drama has taught me yeah. anything, they're always at odds with yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't remember where I was going with that at all. But I started <laughs> ranting about just what I guess. Uh, oh, what do things seem like? Like people need to. Um, Hey, myself included. Stop. Breathe. Think. Feel. Like, what do you really feel? Like, to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Like, if you say, like, oh, if you say out loud, George Bush did it, or Oprah did it, or whatever you think, don't just say that. Stop and think and ask yourself what you think happened. Because you'll find that you actually just want to learn more. So you'll find you don't have an answer. 
it takes all kinds though. I will say like, I'm that type of person, man. I'm, I'm never really, especially when it comes to uh, strong opinions or opinions in general on anything of, of a serious nature. Mm-hmm. I'm usually not the one to jump out and say it. I'm the one to take a step back and wait for the cream to rise, but okay. it takes somebody to say whatever it may be, whether I agree with them or not, yeah. to get that conversation That's started. That's true. That's a good point. I'm like, never the one that gets that conversation started, but I love to participate in that conversation. That's a good point. Like, if you're not jumping to a conclusion, who are you listening to? Like, yeah. there's always Wolf Blitzer or somebody that's yes. got a conclusion exactly. they can give yeah. you. So you, gotta, you have a starting point. Right? And, you know, I admire uh, people like that to some degree because I know, as a human being, just as they are, that, you know, sometimes they may not necessarily even believe what they're saying. They're just trying to get the conversation going. And they want, like, you know, something that's just a, an amazing trait of, of excellent interviewers and broadcasters like yourself, Deke. Oh, thanks, man. Is to raise questions or to position a question in a way that might provoke you, but doesn't even necessarily jive with what I believe. It's just to, to direct that conversation and yeah, get yeah. those juices flowing. What do you think about the, the idea of constantly reinventing yourself or constantly dying to the moment? Like, as far as, like, ego death and stuff, like... Or, or what the thoughts are there in your brain? Like, I think there's that's one of the hardest things to do as humans is, you know, you found these beliefs or these ideas, and you're like, oh, okay, I've got some structure here. I can like, I can sit on this bank and I can this bank of thoughts, and I can kind of, I can cast my fishing line from here or whatever. I have a spot. Like, but then you learn some new th- stuff, and at first it fucks with you. It's like, it's scary to learn new stuff. It's, um, yeah. it's like daunting. It's like all these things. And then your worldview starts to just collapse. But then you find these new plateaus. So it's this, this kind of cyclic thing. But if we could, as humans, get to that spot where we're always, I guess it's that cliche in the moment thing, but not just living in the moment or being present, but also like dying to your ideas. I think it touches on the uh, the learning thing almost in the sense that, you know, if you don't, you got to have, you have to die on your ideas in order to uh, have the thirst to learn again in some cases, or maybe it even happens the other way around. Maybe you have the thirst and you have to kill some ideas in order to move on. But um, you kind of just have to let go. And like, I, I'm all about the, the reinvention um, myself. Um, it's something that's happened it happens constantly. Well, it's how me. you get over your biggest problems in life, right? So you get depressed one year because someone in your family dies, or some, or you do something shitty to someone and it fucks with you for a long time. Or like Shit, you yeah. start to learn, you like you look at yourself and you're like, I'm gonna let that person die figuratively. Yeah. Like you're like, I'm and creatively I don't believe too. what I used to believe. I, I don't think that way anymore. I was rude. I was this and that. And but it's also hard to because that feels like your identity. So you're like. I don't want to call myself rude or I don't want to call yeah. myself an asshole or, you know, no, I wasn't that rude. I was okay. Yeah. But then like really you gotta be like, no, you're a fucking dick. Yeah. Like move on <laughs> and just be the next guy, be the next you. Yeah. You know, I think in every you that, uh, I become, I take a step further back too to touch on the people that do come out and, sh- and share their opinions immediately. And, uh, and that's cool. That's, that's me. You know, I've always kind of been that person. And some people are, are sometimes shocked to maybe learn that or to see that because uh, I'm the type of person that's very quick to talk. I am. Mm-hmm. Or not quick. It's actually quite the opposite. I'm the type of person that will talk. Yeah. Uh, and you end up hearing talk because I have the opportunity to do great shows like this. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, for me, it's all about, uh, you know, so I, I grew up a wallflower as much as I'm very much an, uh, the opposite now. I became a bit What of is a, a wallflower? Uh, describe for me what that means. I grew up in a family with two brothers. Okay. Uh, you know, we're a very loud family. I grew up in Meriton with a bunch of loud families. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a particularly loud 
kid. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody else was kind of talking all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so to me, what being a wallflower meant was that I was the one that, that kind of stood at the back of the crowd. And what I mean by that is that I was just always observing. Mm-hmm. I was always observing, 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 observing. And sometimes when the time was right, I would drop a comment. <laughs> when it's your turn or whatever. I, I call it the Darlene. It's like Darlene from Roseanne. Mm-hmm. She was always pretty quiet, but when she said something, it was gold okay. every time. Okay, and I kind of identify with that. With that a bit, I think a lot of times I would just I would say stuff just because I was energetic and hyper and just kind of mm. seeking attention or whatever that kind of stuff. But I, I could always relate to just observing, hanging back, and you know, it got to a point, and I remember for me it was uh, really late in elementary school where I started doing things like plays and stuff like that, and then all of a sudden I, I, this reinvention happened for me where I wasn't so much this wallflower but i still maintain that at home like i still was by no means the loudest person at home i'm I'm, you know between my brothers i'm still by far by no means the loudest one um but that changed things for me otherwise so i i you know i go back and forth man well yeah well i think you gotta you gotta go back and forth because um yeah you can't just be one or the other you gotta you know you gotta to be able to speak and and Say knowledgeable things, you have to take the time to observe. Theory and practice, right? That's, uh, um, yeah, I want to wrap up that segment where we're talking about with, that's a good statement just to kind of, you know, it's, have that balance, people. Like, don't always be that guy <laughs> that has to say, like, uh, you know, this, 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 and don't always be that guy that's just too laid back. Like, people want to hear what you have to say, you know? That's, that's right. A, that's the thing, too, we forget when we try not to be too, too, uh, out there or whatever. It's like, Speak up sometimes because you never know. You might have something cool to say. Um, I got to wrap this up, but do you want to plug anything? Uh, we didn't get to talk about music that much. Uh, like what's going on with Mr. Bergsma uh, any, or what's going on with my son? Any- uh, so my son, the hurricane is, uh, we're getting, we're putting our tour schedule together. So we're going to be back on the road relatively soon. Again already. The, it yeah, seems like yeah. you just wrapped up the tour. We just wrapped up our last tour. Yeah. And now and this time of the year we get ready. We start applying for the summer festivals and stuff like yeah. that. But we start to also start, you know, start establishing some connections here and there. We're working on the States this year and I'd love, okay. I'd love to get out to the States. I've always wanted to do that yeah but uh alternatively uh jack shit uh, you know that rapper, i ran into jack, jack shit in the post office a few weeks ago <laughs> right. i've been working on uh, uh something really special with jack shit uh, cool that we are going to release i can't talk too much about mm-hmm. it because it's supposed to be a bit of a surprise but mm-hmm. um it's going to be um uh super duper fly cool man i'm into it i'm excited that's cool it's always exciting when uh you guys are making something you know i i what i love about this project too is jack shit and i have been doing this for fucking years man we were mm-hmm. rapping together since uh, very early in high school so this is the, the album that we've been working we cool. wanted to make something like this can you so say long. at all like where the production's coming from is it like a collab on production wise there's or? a bit of a collab on productions yeah okay. itm is on the beat oh, cool for a few of these jams there and then go. some of them uh were my beats as well Cool. And then also, of course, I got to throw some love to uh, 610 CKTV Year in Review. Uh, who, by the way, Deke? For me, I feel like my favorite artist of 2016. I feel like I always say Sazy. Yeah. I can't get away from it. Wow, Sazy had a fucking huge year. Huge though, year, man. man. And, yeah. uh, you know, I was proud to, to be reminded that it was a conversation me and him had where I had mentioned the DBZ thing, Dragon yeah. Ball Z thing to him, and he, he ended up actually going through with it. And damn, like, 
We couldn't talk enough about. It. You got uh, Xavier Woods, the uh, wrestler now. Uh, I saw that plugging into shit, listening that. to his stuff. I'm hoping to play that very clip on the show. Oh, actually, nice. When I when I talk about Sazy, you know, he mispronounces his name, but that's why Sazy changed the spelling of his name recently to kind of give that. And I did also he? did too, actually. I don't know if you know that. I'm Dicatello now. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, hey, you, it might not be for everybody, but guess what? Deke was too like hard to find and this and that. And so I just uh-huh. like. Make it a little more unique. And that I've always been Donatello like, from the Ninja Turtles. I was going to so. say, there's definitely some Ninja Turtles influence yeah, there, yeah, isn't there? Yeah. 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 So, um, That's smart. I wish I had a unique name. I still don't have a unique name. What do you call yourself these days? I, Mr. Bergsma? Well, Mr. Bergsma, I guess. Like, you know, out of a lack of a better name. Really, the best name I've ever had was the Abominable Flow Man. That which, was sick. You should bring that back full force, maybe. But that's the thing. Like, it's not like, I, you know, I think that was probably a thing before I even said it the oh, first true, time. True. And since then, like, because that was fucking 10 years ago now. Yeah. There's so many Abominable Flow Men. I can't, I can't. You could be right. What if you're wrong, though? I go. That would be crazy but if you're what wrong. what if I'm right? <laughs> oh, fake news. <laughs> you won't believe what happens next. Check out number 10. <laughs> Don't forget about number 10. <laughs> If you're listening to this and you haven't heard the year in review, please let me know what's your favorite. And yeah, where can people are. go to find from from if they're listening to my podcast? Where do they go to find it? Uh, just hit vote? me up. Hopefully, Deke will link me in this uh, in yep, the link. Okay. And uh, just hit me up. You'll see a post pinned to the top of okay. my page. That and they're uh, just going to tell it. you what they think is the just best Niagara music. Yeah, just come out and scream it. Like cool. The kind of person that I am not, as uh, explained. In now, this do podcast. I have to officially post mine, or or you take that in? I would appreciate it if you okay. Did I will post officially it, yeah. post it. Yeah. Okay. That would be nice. Cool. That adds to my engagement. Engagement and that, of course, totally. those metrics are important, man. Got to don't forget about the metrics, man. Yeah. Hey, Bergsma, thanks for doing this, man. Absolutely. We're gonna do it again. I'm, I hope sometime yes. soon. Yes, yes, please. That it could be, be a regular thing. You never know. Yes. Uh, I like I like doing I like having recurring guests because then our conversations kind of you know leap off the last one and kind of keep keep flowing and i don't know it's cool it's like a spider web of information they're creating here i'm into it man we ended on some uh, serious topics today that i really enjoyed yep I'll, and I'll uh, for other people too check out all the other nagra podcasters i'm not an official like sort of member yet of the group but i've definitely been collaborating with these guys with Tre- trevor twining and those guys yeah co-work nagra yeah co-work nagra you got the practical feminist now which is pretty dope that's right with ruth unrah she's pretty cool uh-huh. and, and um, uh, laura Ip. yep there's so much man like just think of i don't know there could be all kinds of podcasts by a couple, in a couple of years. Like, Isn't it great spot. to see, man? It's I mean, cool. as far as uh, information is concerned, it's yeah. excellent to see people hopping on the podcast thing. Unfortunately, of course, you haven't seen a Sound SDC podcast in a while. In a while. Hey. And that's just because, uh, you know, things... I, 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 well, I'm, I'm very happy to say that uh, I had a son two months ago. I'm oh, congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. So I just kind of had to take a step away from that True. Um, uh, for the time being. But um, but it's great to see so much love in St. Catharines for things like podcasting. It's great to see people's voices actually being heard around here. Yep, new forms of media, man. Yeah, you never know what the next step is. Could uh, what? yeah, television show. That's what's next. Television. Oh, yeah, Wayne's, yeah. I've always dreamed of having oh, a Wayne's World type oh, show. Oh, dude, I, that could have been the seed. Saying, we just dropped. No, we just no, sowed no, the no, seed. No, okay, so okay, I'm not. Shut this podcast off. Hey, DCAST listeners, this is Trevor Twining from Niagara Podcasters Network. If you want other local Made in Niagara podcasts, then head over to Niagara Podcasters Network. Our hosts are sharing stories and podcasts that are made for Niagara and by Niagara. Hope to see you there. You can find us at niagarapodcasters.org. Springtime, there's a lot of things to a lot of people to me. It gets me 
thinking about my relationship. Baby, I remember when we hooked up. It was certain circumstances that enhanced the romance between us, but maybe when we hooked up, the spark of flame still remains and burns between us. Don't try to deny it. I wouldn't dare it. I don't know how to say it though. That shit's embarrassing. But there's no comparison. It tears me up knowing the way I feel. Ain't even trying to show it. And I'm always messing with my emotions. The waters run straight down to the bottoms of the ocean. I can't hold it in for another myth. Just gonna come out and admit it. You my girl. You my world. I know you miss me when I'm gone. Well, the weather's getting warm And all of a sudden I'm jonesing for those 10-inch rims Speed going down to 32k rims Cars flying by left and right Bitches just be speeding up the red lights But there's bitches on bikes too, don't get it twisted There's been bitches everywhere since bitches ever existed I just wish that you knew how fun this really is Not to give a fuck about that dirtbag bullshit if such incremental fucks the human eye couldn't see it without the use of a camera And if you don't know, now you know Niagara You know very well who you are You my girl Daphne baby song goes out to you, Whoa. I know I haven't been there a lot lately, we haven't had a lot of time to spend together, cause you've been in my shed, under a picnic table and a couple stacks of flower plants, but you my girl, I check the weather network, I check, I check the weather network, you my, and it's looking good, baby, baby.